doing it again we're yeah. back i'm jackie cation i'm laurie kilmartin and we just blew all of our topics on the first <laughs> podcast we didn't talk about laquisha tell me about this i just read a summary and i did not want to follow up on it well it was um supposedly oh wait see now jeremy seville is the actor writer and director okay of a movie called laquisha l-o-q-u-e-e-s-h-a right uh, which is a play on the word loquacious, I oh, assume. Um, no, I, no, I, I don't think so. I think what I read is he he plays a white guy right. who has a a character, a, a, he, a black he, female character. On the radio. Yeah. Because white guys can't get work on the radio anymore. Well, I liked it. It was like she gets hired sight unseen and then he <laughs> struggles with the fact that she's very successful. Um uh, it it it's uh, well you know as many comedies are completely improbable it just seemed like uh, now seemed like an odd time to release it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any number of things are happening. As uh, somebody on Twitter, I said this could have been written by you know the Oscar Wilde and Shakespeare and yeah. Gilda Radner all come together and smushed, and it still would be shit. And um, and then some guy was like, well, what about what about that one where the black guys dress as white girls? And I said, that sounds terrible too. Uh, I'm not, I'm also not yeah. watching that goofus movie. Yeah. I'm done. It's, I'm, I'm tired of men playing women. Men playing women is always uh, painful. Uh, a white guy pretends to be a black female talk radio sh- host and becomes a huge hit has problems from absolutely every single direction. I like that no black female listeners would be onto this shit for at all. They would just immediately except that that's not a white guy playing <laughs> i don't i don't know i just uh but i i heard about it because i went to lunch with a friend of mine and um she knows one of the women that's in it and she's a black woman she was like oh i she must have got cast as laquisha and then she saw the 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 trailer and she's like what the hell happened here because Dwayne perkins <laughs> is in it as well mm-hmm. and um and i I have this to say. We all like living indoors. Uh, feel free to take work. So, um, <laughs> yeah, you do need a roof over your head. Right. Yes. Let's, uh, I'm a big fan. Yeah. And it's, um, but it's, it seemed terrible. But uh, it had been implied that he was a comic. This guy, Jeremy Seville. He doesn't sound like it. I've never heard of him. I've never heard of him either. And, and what we do know is that he wrote, directed, and star- is starring in this film. It's like a Sylvester Stallone with Rocky all over again, right? <laughs> yes. It's probably that same story. <laughs> it's either that or Air Bud. What on earth? It's just such a, a terrible, terrible idea. <sighs> Whatever. Um, I did Botox. <laughs> Maybe that's why your insides hurt. No, it, they hurt before this. Okay. Yes. Um, but uh, so when I was there, I was like, "What's what the fuck's happening with my neck? Please, you got to stop this. And she was telling me about this, uh, something called Vivace, I think. It's like radio frequency uh, pounding on your face. And uh, 
Like I resisted that kind of stuff, but okay. I'm like, oh, maybe it'll make a difference. You know, right. I don't know how much I'm supposed to care about this, but it feels like a little bit, right? Well, we're all supposed to care about it a little bit. Yeah. It's, um, I have two things happening physically. Right. One, I went and I got uh, the big peak up my butt. Oh, yay. And uh, clean as a whistle. You guys. Yes. Uh, thought about doing a joke about there was no better time to try anal. Uh, <laughs> and then I thought, nobody needs to... Nobody needs to do that. So I thought I'd save it for the second show in a night. Um, so um, the uh, and then the other thing is, is I'm going to sign up for another series of rolfing mm-hmm. and oh. with a different rolfer. Yeah. And I'm hoping here's the thing. The guy that I went to was so great uh, body sh- body work wise. Yeah. Like he it really was really, really good. And so I emailed this woman. And she's like, well, what's wrong? And I just wanted, I want to go, oh, it's actually, everything's a lot better. Uh, but I was told that there was supposed to be a greater experience yeah. than just my knee hurts less. Right, which is right, great. right. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, is I usually get, I try to get a massage um, once a month anyway, mm-hmm. right? Because... Um, and so that's all this will be. This will just be another set of body So you work. found another rolfer. And I found you... another rolfer. I'm going to go on Wednesday, and I'm going to see if she's uh, she wants to uh, <laughs> do another... To rolf you. To do another series without... of 10 and not tell me about her, without her dodgeball. Talking. Without yeah. talking. Without right, talking. Right. That'd be great. I don't need to hear about her motorcycle maintenance. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great. Could I have appendicitis right now? If you're having uh, these sorts of... Please tell us if we should be taking you to a local. No, I think, I don't know. It's just weird bloating. That's all. It feels like bloating or mm-hmm. does it, is there shooting pains? It's not shooting. No, that's appendicitis, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'd know. I'd know. That's all I, all I ask is what I know. Yeah. If you were dying right now, you would have some sense mm-hmm. that it was uh, quite painful. Okay. But if, um, but as as I think you also know, yeah. most people go to the ER right mm-hmm. around two thirty, three in the morning, mm. uh, because we put it off and we put it off and we put it off, and sure. then right around two thirty or three, we're like, "This isn't happening." Right? Why isn't it happening? And then you go, and you still don't get seen till five in the morning, and um, and then they tell you that uh, you should take Gasex. I don't know. Should I? Maybe. Do you have any? I don't. Okay. Do you have any? I don't. All right. Well. Why would you guys though be traveling with gas X? Well, if if I, I know some people who have a lot of um, internal gurgle, yeah, and they <laughs> that's a funny way of putting it. <laughs> well, I, why thank you? <laughs> internal gurgle. Why don't we call the the show internal gurgle? Sure. And um, but I don't. But I will go. We can. I can go to CVS before before this day is done. Oh, that's fine. And uh, pick it up. No, no, no. Uh, tomorrow I'm doing a Dork Forest. I've been recording Dork Forests uh, for days. Tomorrow I'm doing one with my friend Ebony, who's working on a new show that you are going to be interested in watching. What? I am interested. I am psyched that it's happening. How about that? Okay. Mrs. America. Uh-huh. It is about the ERA. Kate Blanchett plays Phyllis oh, Schlafly. yes. And... I've read about it. It... And my friend Ebony is working on it, and she's read the first three scripts. Oh my it's God. a limited series on FX. Right. Nine, nine episodes. Okay. And they've cast Shirley Chisholm. They've cast... 
Who? Gloria Steinem? Who's playing Shirley Chisholm? I don't know who anybody okay. famous is. Okay. So, but they're all famous people. Wow. All I know is Kate Blanchett's going to play Phyllis Schlafly. Oh, God. Uh, and uh, Amazing. It's going to be amazing. But it's from uh, a couple of people. Like the one, one person is from uh, Mad Men. Somebody else is from Django Unchained, which I okay. think is that Quentin Tarantino movie. Right, right, right. right. Mm-hmm. Sort of... Um, I did not see it. Slave murder porn? Yes. I, okay. that, I, that's exactly what I was like. Slave I, master murder porn, I, I think. don't want to see that. Story. Yeah, I didn't see Inglorious Bastards either, which was uh, kill Nazi murder porn. I didn't mind killing Nazis. And uh, there was a couple of an am- amazing scenes that I, I loved. In Where they movie. killed Nazis? No. Or other adjacent? It, it was, there was a great scene with, um, uh, oh, he's he's... Austrian. He's an Austrian actor, uh, a Tarantino guy. Waltz. Yes, Christoph Waltz. Waltz. Yes, and Kyle Clark for the win. <laughs> <laughs> what did he win exactly? He won uh, your approbation. <laughs> <laughs> The most valuable thing. <laughs> Don't we all want it? <laughs> That's what we're all playing for in the, in the in the game of Jackie and Laurie. We just want Laurie to like us. <laughs> oh my God! Is that what this, all, this is all this about? Is all this is what it's entirely about as we go into our 300th episode. You know, I'm d- going to therapy with my mom. Right. Yeah. So we've How done two it? together. Okay. And uh, then the therapist wanted to separate us. So I went. I went yesterday. Or excuse me. I went this week, and my mom will be going this next week. Oh wow! For her. But she's never been to therapy in her entire life. Oh, this will be great. I hope. I hope she. I, I hope it takes. I don't think it will, um, because uh, this the, still the invading of personal space is happening nonstop, and mm-hmm. her. You know, like if I'm home, Early, with her, but she's only had two sections. Yeah, I just feel like she forgets, and then she she's may. standing in front of the TV while you're trying to watch a gumball <laughs> with your kid and telling you the dishes are clean. <laughs> you know, unnecessary. Right. right there might be there might be work for everybody here, but I am looking forward to um, to her having a uh, sort of a, a. It's always cool to get old people out of the house. Right to, yeah. to to pay someone to listen to her for an hour. Yeah, I think it'll be good for her. Yeah, it'll bleed off some of I think what she needs to bitch about. Right, and that'll be good. And maybe she'll deal with the grief about your dad. I can't, I don't even know. I don't know. You how don't to know unpack if she her. Yeah, you can't. All. But hopefully that's this not is my job, right? You nope. can't see your nope. own mother correctly, right? No, what? No, I don't think I don't think it is your job. I think you're correct to have gotten a professional involved. Mm-hmm. I really do. Yeah. I think it it cannot hurt at the very least. I and just want to help. I want to die with a clean conscience. Okay, you know, I want to go. I tried everything. I, I ended up not getting along with that bitch, but I tried. <laughs> I tried. I like uh, giving up an hour of every week to hang out with her in front of a, in in front of a therapist, and it's it's like that's a between the commute, Jackie. It's an hour and a half every right. single week of my but life. Just think, your your commute to work is so short. I know. That's where you're making up some real time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't up. have an extra hour to give up. <laughs> yeah, you do. You sure you do. It's mm. uh, this is going to be this is going to help everybody. I think maybe. I think it will. I think it's a. It's certainly worth the effort. Mm-hmm. I I believe so. The the problem is, and I was telling this to my therapist is our our, our therapist is when I first got this house and it was just me and my kid. It was plenty big enough. 
not a big house. No, nope. just plenty for us. And I had a the little den room was an office for me. Mm-hmm. You know, started to put up ideas on a cork board. You know, <laughs> went there to dream. <laughs> right. Sure. And then my mom moves in. She takes my kid's room. And then my kid takes this den without mm-hmm. a closet. So now, you know, we had to, I had to buy a standing wardrobe from Ikea and everything's out. There's no way to, there's, you can't put anything away. It's a very tiny room mm-hmm. and he's becoming a large person now. It's not big enough for him. And so he sleeps in my bed and there's no room for, there's no place for me. Mm-hmm. Like I, everywhere I go, there's somebody right on my face and I don't have a little space of my own. You know, what about this space? It doesn't, this is a girl. It doesn't feel like, uh, I need a little contained room where I can put stuff up. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't know where to put up ideas right here. And even if I did, you guys would be in here or they're in here and I don't want anyone to see them. I want like a private space where I could just like, like what I did with my special is I just put all the ideas up on a, you know, on little index cards, you know, and right. had them on a wall and I just kept looking at it and thinking about them and rearranging them and stuff like that. And I want to be able to do that again. And I just don't have any, there's no, there's no place for that. Right. And I'm being driven insane. And what does, what does your therapist say? Uh, sh- uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. That's what they it's, say. Uh... But I said, okay. So, and plus, I like okay I could I could add you know square footage to the house. Right. I would have to take out a loan. You would have to, you'd be better off to remake this into a bedroom for you. Well, because it's still a garage though. And it needs to be a working garage, you know, sometimes. When I when I have to put a car in here, I shove all the stuff over to the side. When have you had to put a car in here in uh, the last 5 years? Twice. Okay. You might not have to put a car in here. But it, I mean, for your sanity wise, I'm just saying as a, I'm not saying it's ideal. No, but what I was thinking was, was make, make all the bedrooms bigger. Okay. Add a bathroom to my room. So I don't have to share a bathroom with these two anymore. Right. Uh, Add a closet to my kid's room. Right. And then make my mom's room bigger so she can further clutter Okay, sure. Her little area. And I and make your sister and your mom pay for it. Dragging my sister into it. I love it. Uh, well, no, I mean, I would have to pay. It's like I would have to take out a giant loan to do that. Right. Because well, you your can't... sister should should also take responsibility for uh, your parent, your remaining parent. What do you mean? Well, you're you are doing the bulk of the child care. Uh, in and the parent care of the parent care and of the child care, you you are a primary caregiver of both of those two humans that live in that house. If you had told me this was going to be my life fifteen years ago, I would oh, have shot myself in the head. That's it. You would have called it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just think of the bonuses. <laughs> I I don't I can't enumerate them. Mm-hmm. But what I can say is that is is so I I think that that. Um, you you would have to make an agreement because the thing is is also to make everybody's rooms bigger. Mm-hmm. Where does everyone live while that's being done? Jackie's house. Oh, interesting. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> I told them all about your kitchen floor. We have a kitchen floor. It's We're nice. Th- it's uh, Andy keeps putting free things in our garage where I like to <laughs> put our car. And um, but yeah, the yeah. But then there's then there's like. 
you know, now you have an extra loan you have to pay for every single month. Mm -hmm. And, and could I default on that if I had to? Like, I don't even know what the rules are. What are you, are. Rockefeller? It's, <laughs> I'm you, not Rockefeller. You're not Rockefeller. It's, it's not, a lot. It's, it's a lot not. to worry about. Becky Pettigo told me that she said, what am I Rockefeller to one of her coworkers? And the young woman said, who's Rockefeller? Wow. <laughs> and uh, Becky Pettigo wanted to take a life. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm just mulling it over. But that seems like a potential solution. If she, but that's, here's the other thing. It's like, she could die at any second, right? She's super right. old. She's in terrible health. She, or she could live 10 more years. Right. So if I start all this construction, then it could be the last three months of her life are, are living under Allowed. a tarp. Yeah. Right. And loud, right? Or the, the last 10 years of her life are at least I can hide from her. Right, and and they could also be the last ten years of your life. <laughs> I know, uh, right? Because you're being driven mad. I'm being but, driven. I I just know it. Whatever's going on with my stomach, it's it's fatal, and mm-hmm. I will have lived my entire <laughs> life living on my own for one day. That's it. Right. All I want is for a fucking studio apartment with just me that just no you. one can stay over in. That's it. Off street parking. <laughs> no, I'll Uber. I don't want to own anything. I just want to live in a little room. Oh, you want to go minimalistic? Yes. Did Carmen Morales work on her minimalism? She joke? did, and then someone else had a one of the guest sets had the same similar premise. We oh. were all this. This is a weekend of crashing premises, <laughs> Crash. just like colliding ideas. We and just have the twelve topics that we're all talking about. We're all it's living a, in the an same effort lives, to, right? Where's that too? Is huh? That's why we need fresh blood and comedy. Just someone, someone who's lived a different life, you know? Right. That's why you need diversity in the lineup. Yeah. And just in standup in general, it kind of, it kind of motivates other people to go to jars, jars you out of your, yeah. You know, nobody else is working on uh, their axle chunk. That's the good news. Their axle. T- <laughs> yeah. Nobody else is talking oh about God. the movie axle. No. And, uh, I have to, um, I, I did, so I, I did Dynasty Typewriter the other night mm-hmm. and um, with Open Mike Eagle, who was wonderful, mm-hmm. and uh, Punky? He's a rapper, Punky? right? Punky. Okay. Yeah, he's a rapper, yeah. Okay. And You know, uh, I'm not uh, against rap music. I just don't, you don't love know it so much that I listen to it all the time. Right. I like Lizzo a lot. Yeah? Yes. Right. She's got that new album out. Yeah, she's... Uh, um, I like her attitude. I'm like, how did you get this attitude? How did you, how did you think positively? I don't understand it. You know, it's amazing. She's, she, it's yeah, great. It's she great. is amazing. She had some great parents or something, you know? Right. Well, and I think there's a, there, I was going to uh, make sweeping statements. I mean, we have the time. You, go for uh, it. So please. <laughs> it's uh, I think that there is a point in some people's lives where they're just like, if if I am going to have any self esteem, I'm going to have to create it myself. Yes. And um, but and how do they even have that thought? Women. How does anyone have that thought instead of just being I'm I'm not good enough. I'm not this enough. How do how do you get that? How thought do you of, get out of I'm, not I'm good going enough, to create not... my own self esteem because I'm not going to get it from anyone else. Well, I think uh, it can help. I th- in for me, I think fiction helps. Mm-hmm. I think um, watching like television and and reading novels and sometimes the stories that I read in novels and watch on TV mm-hmm. are stories that remind me that 
that the little guy has there's there's a chance right that if yeah. we that we all that and so if you are reminded that you're probably you know that you're probably not a monster you it can come to you and then some people get really into those self-help books you know those self-help books yeah that, I, I read a bunch of those they didn't stick with me well what, do you ever think about this about self-help because they're usually self-help books are just telling you things that you know that you're supposed to know them Mm-hmm. Right, they're repeating all of the lessons that either your family didn't tell you, or they did and it didn't stick, or um, they're just—they're like, "Don't hate yourself. You're doing the best you can. Um, take time for yourself to self-care. Take care of yourself." Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And it is—I know people who buy new ones all the time, and it's the same message over and over again. Right. And I think they're just waiting for the right sentence structure to really have it sink in right like i remember lindy west just saying i don't want to think about weight anymore right and she oh, just yeah. sort of i don't i don't still want to think about it did you watch shrill i watched some of it i haven't finished it on amazon right? i liked it yeah yeah oh, you know it's so fucking good dead what? to me right you didn't you binge it i did and what i can't is it? stop thinking about it is it amazon yeah, I know it's uh, Netflix. Okay, Liz Feldman, who's part of a comedy duo. Oh, really? With Pammy Rippon, um, or R I P O N. We met. I met them at Aspen, and okay. I and I just drove with them to some weird part of Aspen because we were all performing on the show, and that's that's kind of like the first time we met. And then she uh, was working on Ellen for a long time, right. and she had her own show on the network. I think it was on NBC for a year. And um, Ellen produced it, and then it got canceled. And then she's doing this thing, and it's fucking so good. That's so great. It's great. I remember when she first started getting writing work Yeah, uh, here in Los Angeles. Liz Feldman, and she was doing stand-up three years ago. She was running a, a gig over by Cantor's. Oh, really? Um, yeah. And I did it a couple of times. Oh, cool. Um, across the street from the old Largo, down the street yeah. from Cantor's. Yeah. And I forget the name of that, that theater space and coffee shop. But it was really fun. She's so funny. Open spaces? I, yes. Oh, I love that it. place. Yeah. Yeah. I think the first time Beth I Sherman met her, had a gig there for a little while, too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is that who you're thinking of? Uh-huh. Okay. I like to she get She also wrote up. for Ellen. She also wrote for yes, Ellen, which is why I'm I was I'm like, in how come head? I never worked at Liz Feldman? I got <laughs> mad at Liz Feldman. I'm necessarily like, Jackie. Liz Feldman right now is going, Jesus Christ, Jackie, I am not Beth Sherman. Stop it. <laughs> and uh, But I want to watch Dead to Me because it's about, um, it's about uh, people being dead and it's funny, right? Yes. Um, <laughs> What's like... <laughs> This isn't a test. You don't have to like bullshit I, your I, way through a final I right now. I want to be really good at this. What is it about? Um, okay. It, 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 whatever it's about, it just spins in these other directions. So it's pointless to tell you. Oh. But uh, I, I can tell you that acting is great. They've got a 14-year-old boy that reminds me so much of my son. I can't even. I feel like they <laughs> they, li- they they just are living in my Alexa and uh, <laughs> I'm taking notes. And the the woman who plays them, everyone, all the they're so good. The acting's really good. The writing's. Did totally the boy watch it with you? No, 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 no. Oh, he doesn't watch children stuff. No, he's still into cartoons. Okay. Um. So yeah. Anyway, it's great. But isn't he into cartoons because he's an artist, not because he's twelve? I, I don't know. I didn't ask him why he's into cartoons. Oh, okay. I didn't expect like, him is he, to. Is he watching any live action? 
Has he seen X? Oh yeah, he okay. he uh, Stranger Things he loves. Okay, yeah. 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 So yeah, he, he watches live yes, action yes. stuff. So. But it's it's grown up. It's grown up comedy. It's not oh, okay. for kids. Yeah. Oh wow. I don't know many kids that would like it. Oh, okay. Well, I only know one kid anyway. So that's not, <laughs> a, not a good sample. But so now we're talking about Lindy West and Lizzo, and I think oh. Well, am I wasting a lot of time worrying about my face and, and aging? I mm-hmm. should just fucking let it go. Right. Right. Till yeah. you look in the mirror and go, I can't let this go. Right. You, you don't want to. I got to do everything I can. Right. And plus, uh, if I remember, Mommy Dearest in there is constantly, hey, when are you going to get the Botox? Me? So, no. D- yeah. She doesn't. She ask you about it? No. Nuh-uh, no. She did one time. That's all. Maybe once. Yeah. yeah. So, it, oh, it feels like forever. It, when she does something once, it feels like a repeated crime. Okay. <laughs> oh, fair <laughs> enough. Okay. So. But, you know, like, I don't know how much I'm, I, I should worry about that stuff you know but but uh it's los angeles it's los angeles uh i don't want to die tomorrow i want to worry about i'm constantly like somebody was like well you should fast every other day and get skinny and i'm like should i who said that to you um me i said it to myself (laughs) wait (laughs) Wait, you said somebody you met you oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) i split personality disorder yeah nobody said that to me uh what i do get is i is i get a fair amount of of i i can't tell where it's coming from if it's internal or external but Mm -hmm. i don't want i don't want to worry about being fat anymore and i don't want to but i keep and for years i never even looked in the mirror I literally didn't. I looked neck up, did right. the joke about it, mm-hmm. and uh, and recently I have. Uh, there's been more full body shots. Yes, and I'm like, huh. I don't want to. I don't want to look like that. And then, but there's nothing that I'm willing to do. But to change what I look like, all the comics that are larger, but they dress awesomely, they have stylists and stuff. You don't look at them and go, oh, she'd look better if she lost weight. It's like, no, you look fucking awesome. You look great. Maybe it's just because... (laughs) I would look better if I had a stylist. (laughs) I don't know. But maybe you would like the way you looked if you had a stylist. Sure. To come up with that fits for you for the stage. Right. Right. Because you... uh, there's there's a I, I asked Bridget Everett where uh, where she bought some of her clothes yeah. one time and she said she had a stylist or she, she didn't say a stylist she said she had a really good friend who helps her pick clothes I think that's what stylists are I think it is except for it's I not think a real you, job it's either really, that really or it's um you're psyched that that person's really good at picking clothes for you yeah that they become your friend <laughs> that you pay yes totally <laughs> I could see that happening in either direction the best kind of employee yes right a- um so, but I do think that uh body shape is different from aging and I and I feel like people are accepting of somebody not being super thin now, but I don't think they're as accepting of, of people getting old. You're lying to yourself. And can we take a break? Yeah. Uh- <laughs> Welcome back to Fireside Chat on KMAX. With me in studio to take your calls is the dopest duo on the West Coast, Oliver Wong and Morgan Rhodes. Go ahead, caller. 
hey, uh, I'm looking for a music podcast that's insightful and thoughtful, but like also helps me discover artists and albums that I've never heard of. Yeah, man. Sounds like you need to listen to Heat Rocks every week. Myself and I'm Morgan Rhodes and my co-host here, Oliver Wong, talk to influential guests about a canonical album that has changed their lives. Guests like Moby, Open Mike Eagle, talking about albums by Prince, Joni Mitchell, and so much more. Yo, what's that show called again? Heat Rocks, deep dives into hot records. Every Thursday on Maximum Fun. And we're back. Mm-hmm. And I still think you're lying to yourself. What do you uh, mean? No, because here's here's the thing is you are aging. Mm-hmm. You don't have other body issues in uh from externally. Though not not that you haven't been shamed or mocked. Oh, I do. Or, yeah. I fascia blast every day like a complete like a, lunatic. Right, right. Yes. Exactly. But um I I yes. But the the I'm acquiescing I, to some voices in my head. Right. Okay. Uh, but I don't I think that it's okay to be heavy. Mm-hmm. It's okay to be fat. Mm-hmm. It's okay to be whatever you want to call that. Mm-hmm. Is uh, is it's not. Nobody is. Nobody signed off on that. Um, there is. There are people that rise above it who don't address it, mm-hmm. who live around it, who who fucking face it and yeah. make you live through it. Mm-hmm. And those people are amazing. Yeah, you know, like Lizzo and Shrill and all those things. Just yeah. going. Shut up. And so many female comics are doing that. You right. Know? But it was, um, and male comics and, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not all self-deprecating, right? Oh, and, no, I don't mean it's self, it's not self-deprecating well, at all. But it's there's like, still plenty, it, I look there's great. Still plenty Nicole of, Byer. I mean, it's like, you know, it's very in your face and this is who I am and I love it and you're going to love it too. And it's, um, I mean, I can't imagine having that attitude about myself even at and at any age of my life <laughs> like when i was 22 and right. everything was perfect yes so it's it's i'm obsessed with that attitude i don't know how people get it i don't know mm-hmm. where it comes from i don't know how you keep it and but i i do I think, think it's practice and i don't think it's i don't think it's easy but i think it's one of these it's one of these things that's simple but not not easy. Mm-hmm. Where it's it's like to to use an example that's not that's just going to sound a little too hippy skippy is the affirmation thing. Because mm-hmm. if you say, um, and I've told you about this, the crazy Louise Hay. Yeah, um, I love and approve of myself. I love and approve of myself. If you say it four hundred times a day for a month, mm-hmm. if. I did it for a month because Jennifer McLean told me to. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I'm sick of saying I hate myself. And if you say I love and approve of myself 400 times a day, yeah, when, and I would do it in, in like bursts of 10, right? right? And I would remember to do another 10 or another 20 when I would think a negative thought. And you become aware of how many negative thoughts a day you have. And so... uh 400 just blows right by, it turns out, <laughs> because yeah. uh, you're beating yourself up most of the day. And so I think it's one of these things where it's practice and it's simple. And especially if you're being attacked from the outside right, by the rest of society, um, you have to find a place inside where you're either happy enough with what you are mm-hmm. and who you are and what you look like or a place super strong inside of yourself that says not only am i happy with what i look like you're going to be happy with it too Mm -hmm. which is another step that i don't think i've ever taken that second step no and i don't even know could i at this like it's maybe that's just not my personality it um 
It's a different kind of personality for sure. Right. But I think it's a different approach to comedy too. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. That the whole, just a different stance on stage practically. But you do that joke about not having your period. Mm -hmm. And that is sort of a, that's an aging joke. Mm Mm-hmm. And that is a joke of screw you people. I just dropped it. What? Oh, did no. you? No. Okay. <laughs> you said it's an aging joke. Sorry. It's way too positive and confrontational. <laughs> and uh, no, it's but it's a it's a perfect example of the kind of joke that you're talking about, where you're like, I am of this age. These things are happening, and uh, yep. fuck you, people it, who aren't. Right. I mean, those that's just jokes addressing. That's just observational humor, right? Right. But that's but, what you're saying is is. Uh, but but I'm not. I'm not. It's different from just that sort of boldness where when somebody, you know, perhaps very heavy gets on stage, right? You have all the thoughts in your head, right? Of yourself, right? If that's you and how how you can block them out and then overcome them with a different kind of attitude is a different, I, 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 I don't think I have that. And maybe I wouldn't want it, that sort of personality in a way, you know, it. Well, you ignore, you do jokes about aging Mm -hmm. and you ignore your own aging when you go on stage. The same thing is true when I talk about my weight and don't talk about my weight Mm -hmm. on stage, where I will mention that we can all tell that I am not pointy. Mm -hmm. And then we move forward into other material. Right. And um and you do the same thing with the aging thing now. So but which I think are you saying that that's new? That no. you've never really done you've done other jokes about appearance. Yeah, no no no. I, I don't mean jokes. I just mean oh, more the attack on life, you know? Like no, explain. Like if Lizzo is the like the perfect example of somebody who uh Who's embraced herself or... Yeah, and and just, you know, whatever society says a woman should look like, she doesn't look like that. And instead of going, oh, I should look like that, I should do this, I'm not going to put this album till I look awesome, till I look like that woman, mm-hmm. she went, fuck you, here's me in a... Here's naked. me naked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I sound great, and... And These beats are amazing. Yeah, and yeah. and I I I the find talent that is unmistakable, astonishing. Um, and I wish I I I wish I'd have had that a long time ago. But right. I also don't feel like it's not for me now anyway. You know, because of I don't know. You just well, be kind of turn into the person you are at some point, or you or you change. I mean, mm-hmm. I think like in the two years that I've known you in this, mm-hmm. you've changed from when I first met you. You're, you're, I'm loath to say this, but you are more, (laughs) (laughs) you are more positive. Hmm. You are less negative. Well, I do know that when we were parted for five weeks, I was climbing the walls. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, you're the only person I could talk to. (laughs) And, And I was angry because you were a little down last week Oh, and I called you and I was like, you know, I was like, well, let's save it till Monday or when, next time I see right. her on a microphone. But I'm like, she might not last. Right. I was super, I had a, I had a small meltdown because my phone freaked out mm-hmm. and I was, I sent out sort of a cry for help to the, uh, to, to the, to the internet, to the, my text, uh, sort Our of my text, text buddies. Yeah. And, um, nobody responded. <laughs> and I was like, oh, do people believe 
that all of the things that are that I'm either telling myself and being said because I had the deluge of people who um oh that it makes yeah. me angry right. about the it people was, that w- wanted you to yeah to stop working a club because they right it was just Louis. like right the the right it's it's uh, yeah we and we talked it's about a lot it of already. that's so, way too much pressure and, and you so, do more than anyone for female comics so fuck that well and it was and I had gotten it from like three or four different sources right and then two people just in person and then oh my god a good friend of mine asked what i was going to do about uh the delta union busting <laughs> and uh delta delta airlines right it's not a, yes. delta is not a cafe nearby no, no, that you go is, to frequently no, and it, is, it's, it turns out a, a comedy club no not at all yeah it's an airline okay so you, you can't really do a lot about it okay and i was like and i snapped at him and i felt bad except for i was like you've 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 uh, ask me what I can do about something at the exact wrong moment. I am so sorry. <laughs> and um, so I, uh, <laughs> it was, and uh, yeah, I, I have feet of clay. I, I, can, I, I think it was you who said, what are you, Norma Ray? And I was like, and I, well, you can't do me. everything. It's Delta. I mean, you could mean tweet them if you want. And, right. and we all, Hey, they were mocked roundly by the internet. So they, they were taken care of just like Chase Bank was a couple weeks ago. You right. Know? And I, and when I did talk to Delta airlines, when they took the NRA uh, discount off of their, they they know you no longer get a discount for flights if you're a member of the NRA. That's great. And then the state of Georgia took away their tax breaks because of that. Oh, that's right. And so when I was talking to Delta, I said, you know, I'd love to. I want. I support you in that NRA decision, and I and I applaud that. And they, the woman I talked to said, yeah, I think it was great too. And um. And then we booked my flight. Anyway, uh, what a shitty government Georgia has. Yeah, Georgia away their tax. I mean, I I don't know why I'm arguing for corporations' tax breaks, but they just take away because of that the six week heartbeat. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. It's like Jesus Christ. And so, I can't like you can't get on Twitter without seeing abortion tweets. Like I can't believe we have to relitigate this. It seems like every four years, right? Right. Which is why I think this Mrs. America thing is going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Because it is, it's essentially uh, the the creation, Phyllis Schlafly, and the creation of the moral majority, and um, the rise of right wing, um, using left wing propaganda techniques. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. The, what what the Vietnam and the civil rights movement used, the, the peaceful, the protest, yeah. the peaceful demonstrations, and the um, and the the grassroots um, things like that. Yeah, the, that's what the anti choice people are all about and like the anti-women rights i mean all of these things are created with the addition of a propaganda machine yeah that is amazing it's 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 a it's a horrible use of both their own bullshit machine and the the techniques that created that allowed unions and child labor laws and right and uh, voting acts to pass. My my mom was like, "But you can you believe they kill a baby after it's born?" I'm like, "They? You're talking about me? I'm a Democrat. What yeah. do you think we do? Run around killing babies? Are you insane? <laughs> it's not. It's uh, yeah. Nobody's killing babies after they're born. That's actually called murder, and it's not happening. <laughs> yes. Um, ben, did you see the Ben Shapiro interview on the BBC? Mm-mm. Okay. So do you know who he is? Right. 
Oh, he's a right wing. He's a guy named Ben Shapiro. Yes, he's like kind of an infamous. He 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 asked Alexandria Cortez uh, Ocasio uh, uh, oh, the other way, yeah, to debate him, and she said no, and she said it was akin to catcalling, and it's like, yeah, she's not running against you. She shouldn't have to debate you. You're just a radio guy. Yeah, you're a radio guy and a comment and a writer. You know, I mean, fucking anyone can. No. Right for the Federalist She's or whatever it is. She's also not going to talk to Ben Stein and his... <laughs> yeah. So anyway, he was on the BBC yeah. and um, arguing or debating. He considers himself an excellent debater, right? And but So he's he does. He prides himself. He literally prides himself. Oh, my God. So uh, he's on the BBC arguing or debating with some older guy who's like a, a Rupert Murdoch conservative in in England, but he's still to the left of Ben Shapiro, who's, right. who, you know, thinks all abortion is murder and women are murderers and murder, 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 murder. And women should be killed because of it. Something like that. So, uh, after a couple minutes, Ben Shapiro just says, uh, you know, he, he has a snit, a, a snit, a, a, an attack and he just walks away and leaves. And, um, so a lot of people were, he's very short by the way. And his voice, he has the voice, of a child. And so it's That's really weird. hard to take him seriously in a He's way. He's a radio guy without a low booming radio no, voice? No, it's not. It's really, it's kind of thin and reedy and annoying. Okay. Mm. And um, so <laughs> then there was a, a an avalanche of short jokes. Right. From the, which um, I loved. <laughs> and then somebody, somebody who's kind of like an activist, not a stand up at all, was like, you know, hey guys. Let's not make the short jokes and, you know, it's like, could I fucking have one thing, please? Can we just, he's short and he's an asshole. Let me have this. Right. Uh, I, uh, I write the asshole joke. Don't write the short joke. Dude, Jackie, there God are nice damn it. short people. I'm only coming after Ben Shapiro. <laughs> right. And I'm using his miniature status against him. Okay. <laughs> and I'm not the only one. A lot of people were. No, no. Oh, no. I'm not. Uh, was Nick DiPaolo doing it? No. It's, uh, <laughs> no. So, uh, but the, uh, I'm just saying is that it's, it's, it's lazy writing. Really? Chris Christie is fat. I remember the same argument two years ago. It I'm still make hurts fun. that I can't make Chris Christie I need, jokes. I need it to, hurts. I need to make fun of how fat Chris Christie is. No, it's and not making... It's using that... He's an he's asshole. Horrible. Yes. Yes. I go after Kellyanne Conway for being younger than me, but still old. That's fine to me. <laughs> when they're assholes, you use everything you can. You use every fucking bullet you can find and shoot them with it. And if they're short and fat, you get them. <laughs> wow um that's right did you hemorrhage there in the final did you have an appendicitis um in the in the final where are did we do anything did oh. we do a comic of the week yeah, you guys get super real i didn't want to stop you oh fair enough comic of the week do it oh aiko tanaka Woo! yes aiko tanaka i work with her all the time on tammy joe shows at um at, oh the store at the comedy store right. at the belly room yeah she's How do you really spell funny a I K O space T A N A K O, but don't put a space in on Twitter. Okay, okay and uh, and it'll be linked in the notes. So uh, yeah, you really work funny. with her all the time. She's from Japan, originally from Japan, Here's like still thing. from Japan, kind of. Originally, yeah. I mean, yes. as like, an adult, 
As an adult, yeah. so English, uh, so she has a Japanese accent for real. She's not doing her mom's accent. No. I've never seen her. I'm so sorry. That is aggressively yes. her speaking voice. Okay. But the amount of respect I have for people that have to learn a new language and, and do, do comedy in, in a new language, it's unbelievably, it's yeah. so hard. I mean, you're learning a different sensibility. You have to pick up all this slang the, the, uh, this audience grew up with. So it's yeah. like second nature to them. And you're trying to learn it all. And Doing stand-up in, in a language that is not your first language sounds almost un- un- right, right. undoable. Yes. You have to want it. She wants yeah. it more than we do. Could you Guys, she wants it more totally. than all of us. Could you do? <laughs> Find her. Could you learn Japanese and do stand up in Japan in Japanese? You have now. You have to figure out Japanese culture, what they laugh at, what they're going to accept from you, a woman, a white. Well, you like you have to figure it all I out. Got two and words then- in Japanese. I we're I'm screwed from the get. Domo arigato. <laughs> That's not going to do anything for me except for uh, have people say you're welcome mm-hmm. uh, in. Japanese, and I won't even know what it means. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, I, I think it's really uh, amazing. When that is amazing. That's, that's that so cool. And she's funny on top of it, yes. which is, mm-hmm. uh, of course, the yeah. crux of it all. Yeah. And one of Kyle's favorites, too. So I can't wait to see her do stand up comedy a lot. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm, I'm all, I'm depleted. Well, let's take another break. Is there a dog in a car at a bar on the street? Yay! I'm Allegra Ringo, a small dog owner. My dog Pistachio howls when she's excited. And I'm Renee Culvert, a big dog owner. My dog Tugboat tips over when he's sleepy. And we co-host a podcast called Can I Pet Your Dog that airs every Tuesday. We bring you all things dog. Yes, dog news, dog tech, dogs we met this week. We also have pretty famous guests on Butt Legs. We're not going to let them talk about their projects. No. Just want to hear about those dogs. We don't want to hear about your stuff, only your dogs. So join us every Tuesday on Max Fun. Well, for us, it's a two-second break. I'm not pleated <laughs> again now. You're pleated. You've been repleted. You're repleted. It's. Uh, I am currently reading, finally, the mm. second book in the Broken Earth trilogy. N.K. Jemison won the Hugo. Okay. Um, she's Kamau's cousin. And she K- won the Hugo... Uh, Kamau Bell? Kamau Bell's cousin, N.K. Jemison, Naomi Jemison. Wow. Uh, won the, the, the greatest science fiction award three years in a row wow. with each of these books in this trilogy. I listened to the first one on Audible, and it was so powerful that it kind of blew my mind, and I couldn't read the next one. So it's been probably a year and a half, two years. The third wow. one's out already. She finished all three before she published the first, George R.R. R. Martin, Patrick Rothfuss. Anyway, stop. Yes. Okay, so, but here's the thing. So I'm reading the second one. It's called the like Obelisk, Obelisk yeah. Gate. And it is also blowing my, because it's about, it's, it's, a, it's about environmentalism. Yeah. It's about slavery. It's about classism. It's about castes. Wow. It's about, um, tribalism and communities and and um and then of course it has uh fucking magic and uh and you're gonna love that mm-hmm. so um but it is so incredibly well written wow. that it's also it's it, it kind of it doesn't depress me just because i just I, you know when you can see someone else's writing and how great it is mm-hmm. you have to say to yourself well at least i recognize really great oh yeah really great storytelling yeah but it does make me go, you know, whenever I think about writing a novel, this stuff is outstanding. 
outstanding. She's on fucking fire, is what I'm saying. Fucking hard. And she's uh, she's great. And then I went out to lunch yesterday with my friend who's working on Mrs. America, mm-hmm. and I sat next to one of her other friends who writes romance novels. Hmm. And uh, she was like, I heard you were writing a romance novel. And I was explaining to her the Galaxy Quest uh, joke idea with a romance novel. And she goes, because I said, well, it was supposed to be funny. And she goes, my romance novels are funny. And I said, are they Galaxy Quest funny? Where you have a love of the genre, but you're in the genre, but you're also making fun of the genre. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, no, that sounds very hard. <laughs> and I was like, yes, that's why it didn't work. Um, I think the... There are monsters in this world who never... I mean, I think any good writer thinks they shouldn't write because they're not as good as other people. Well, it can be... That's what a true person... That's a true artist. And monsters are like, I'm good. Where's my computer? (laughs) Kyle is uh, clapping like the seal that he is. Uh, Oh, my God. It got worse. No, I just threw him a fish. You were correct. I have this to say is that, yes, I mean, I think that self-doubt is is, it can be an impetus. It can it can it can freeze you. It can either freeze you or it can motivate Mm -hmm. you. Right. Um, And and there are people who are not good at what they do and yet think that they are. Um, But right. I. I want, um, and and I also know, like, from, she didn't just write the Broken Earth trilogy. She didn't go, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to write a a trilogy, and it's going to be Hugo-worthy. Yeah. She wrote a bunch of short stories. She's written other novels. I think uh, she's been a writer for 15, 20 years or something, right? Sure. And, um, but she, um, yeah, so if I, if I... If I can buckle down and write some fiction, I want, um, I will know that it's, it will be a learned skill, much like stand-up comedy. Sure, of course. Much like everything. It's why I never took that second improv class. I didn't want to learn it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> people who are good at it uh, stuck it out. It it's, a di- out. it's a different type of performer. It's a different type of performance, and it's a learned skill. Yeah, and I don't want to learn it. I don't. Um, but I respect people that do. <laughs> yes. I, I, I'm reading this book of what I, I now know are short stories, but at the first, I just, I don't know where I, I, I got this book, but her name's, I think her name's Jumba. She's Indian American. Okay. And, um, and uh, so I, I read the first one there, for what I thought was chapter one. And then there was like a massive character change. I'm like, wait, we went to first person. What the fuck? Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, well, I guess it's just a crazy new novel. And then I, oh. then I realized, oh, these are short stories. Like I didn't, <laughs> I just started reading it and it, she, okay. she's uh, great. I don't even know the name of it. I just wanted a break from the, uh, the daunting, uh, realism of, of the Irish troubles. Histories. <laughs> oh my God. It got me bummed and sad. Uh, Chelsea Kane is this, uh, she writes, she wrote a serial killer series out of, mm-hmm. in Portland. Yeah. Uh, just all murder, murder, murder. And she also wrote a, a short lived run on a comic book for Marvel of this character, Mockingbird. Mm-hmm. And she got trolled pretty hard for it. Oh, um, uh, but she that is sounds cur- familiar. Yeah, it was it was a fun arc. Um, I think I don't even know if she finished it. I know I have the first six issues, mm. but she is currently writing uh, a, a an independent comic book yeah. called Man Eaters, and it is for Image Comics, and it is about 
there is a virus that when that ha- that when girls go through their menstrual cycle, mm-hmm. some of them have this retrogene or this virus. They get this virus that turns them into man-eating panthers. And- oh my god! <laughs> yes, and it is outstanding because she talks because it's essentially about how society changes mm-hmm. to ch- to ch- to save the boys, to protect the boys and the men, right. and how um, it's about a little a girl whose mom is a panther hunter and whose dad uh, is just a dad. I don't think he works. <laughs> I don't know what he does. <laughs> Sounds familiar. <laughs> and, but it is, she's, she's doing this story relatively slowly because every fourth or f- sixth issue is just, uh, the first one was just, it was a magazine for boys. Um, about things boys should do. And there's, uh, there's, the girls have different water they have um they they can't take any estrogen so like boys get estropops or something mm-hmm. like that the whole i might be having it backwards but it, it's fantastic the one that she just but it's hard to keep up with the story because she keeps doing these unique one-offs the magazine for boys yeah the new one that just came out was a game it was just a pile of games that you could play if you were um, for children. And the game was you would either play one girl, Mallory, or another girl, Jennifer. And she had stolen some estrogen from her mom. And uh, she was like, do you want to try it? And it's essentially a dare ad. Hmm. And it is um, incredibly well thought out and very funny and very dark. And and I recommend it. It's okay. called Man Eaters. That sounds cool. And the art's pretty cool too. She doesn't do the art. Somebody else does the art. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I didn't. I thought you, if you were a comic book artist, you had to be able to draw. No. Well, well I mean, the artist does. Mm. She, yeah, she's just the writer. So they, most people are, it's two people? Yeah, there's usually four. Oh. There's an artist, there's a, a, a writer, an artist, a letterer, and an inker. And a colorist, five. Oh my god! Yeah. So, um, it is. Yeah, the person a- that draws it can't color it. That's a whole skill under itself. It's crazy. Really? Yeah. yeah, it's its own skill. Is what Kyle is. Inking is insane. Inking is insane. Mm. Right. Uh, Lori, Lori is. I just. She's interested because the boy draws. I know. I'm. I was like, could he be a master inker? Uh, he could be, but it's a very patient task. It's a. Uh, it's and then is it now? Here's here's my question for Kyle that Kyle might know. Is it is is it is the cool job to just do the covers or is it to do the insides? I would say it depends on the era. I feel like 90s, it was real hip to do covers in that like images everything kind of time. Now I feel like it a lot of times it seems like people who do the covers tend to also do the book. I feel like it's kind of passe to just do covers now. All right. Uh, I uh, know a guy who just does covers. And, um, it's a, I think it pays better yeah. than just the covers. So, Guys, um, I know because of my Botox, you can't see me frowning. But. <laughs> You seem interested. <laughs> Your face seems so interested in us. Fascinating conversation. <laughs> Where are we at? I know I asked this, but how much? Seven okay. minutes. Okay. okay. What now? This week we right. don't. Uh, I will have come back from Eugene. Oh, I'll be in New York this week. You going to New York? Yes. Well, uh, that'll be good. You'll I'm going. Get to I'll do be there. Thirty sets over the course of a day and a half. I don't have that many lined up as okay. much, but uh, I'm okay with. Uh, 
not being stressed out about getting to places on time. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm doing Women Who Crush Wednesday again. Oh, cool. And I'm doing Vince Caldera. I'm doing an Atwater show. That sounds good. I'll yeah. be I'll be at the the stand and excuse me, stand up New York and um, the Broadway and hopefully some other clubs too. Oh, in I, New York, I May twenty four, twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven, and then the following week, I'm at the Joke Joint in Houston. You're doing Thursday that joke through joint. Saturday. You guys come out, come, come out. out to Houston. Let's That's do it. this. The Joke Joint. It'll be a lot of fun. Do you remember how she got that gig? Let's not anyway, even bring. Let's not even go there. <laughs> the president's lever into it. <laughs> starting on Tuesday, May twenty first, going forward, I'm home for two whole weeks. Wow, it is a good time. I'm going to do JRs in Valencia, June first. Huh? Oh, wait, did yeah. that used to be at the at the, the Marie, Marie calendars? calendars, and you get paid in a pie? Yeah, uh, yeah, d- it was good pies. It was and where is it pie. now? Uh, it's at some other diner. Uh, is that, that probably also has pie? Does Jamie still book it? No, it's a, a, a Randy Lewis. Oh, is this Randy? Okay, yeah. all right, cool. Yeah, yeah. So right. moments of family fun. Yeah, but uh, plenty of stand up coming up, and I'm 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 psyched. I have at least I have essentially three new jokes. Mm-hmm. One is the one that's going to be uh, according to Nate Craig. Now I'm thinking it good yeah. for an opening joke for a late night set. Yeah. The second one I thought uh, is sort of this gender thing that I'm doing that I thought would be a good submission for a late night set. Mm-hmm. And the last one has yet to get a laugh. Uh, three times I've tried it. But you believe in it. I do believe in it. I tried tonight. I did the thing that I do when a joke doesn't work as mm-hmm. just a straight set up punch kind of situation. Mm-hmm. I then make it very personal because um, at least if it doesn't get a laugh, it became more interesting. Sure. So uh, I wish I knew what the joke was. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but it's, uh, you could, it, it's essentially, uh, it was uh, when I was in the Netherlands, um, we stopped for Indonesian food and our the woman driving us through the Netherlands was Dutch. And I said, uh, I went on TripAdvisor and I looked up different... Um, restaurants because she suggested like a kfc mm-hmm. and i said hey there's good indonesian food and she said yes uh the netherlands has a lot of uh great indonesian food because and then she whispered the word colonization <laughs> which true. made me laugh and laugh right. and laugh and then i turned around and yelled at the other american comics remember indonesia <laughs> was colonized by the dutch which means there's good indonesian food which um then led to um the great food in America because of slavery, uh, <laughs> oh which uh, no one has laughed at on stage yet. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's one of those jokes that you're like, well, it may never work. Um, or I'm going to have to turn it. I think I might have to actually it do it backwards. It doesn't line up exactly, though. Right? Um, well... Slavery is like, slavery. Well, no, the nether- so the Dutch went to Indonesia and Ameri- Americans um, kidnapped people and brought them to America. True. So it doesn't, but, it's well, not exactly it, it, a parallel. Well, it extrapolates, it, it, then it goes into uh, the how we don't, uh, that the governments or societies or white people in general yeah. um, feed poor people garbage. 
and then poor people turn that garbage into delicacies that we want back. <laughs> That's the premise, right? I like it. Yeah. So, I mean, if you look at like Irish stew, right? That is a dumb pile of food right there mm-hmm. that was was leftover food, right? That is delicious. I don't know if you like Irish stew. Um, I haven't had a ton of it, but I I do remember it filling lamb. my belly. It's yes. very nice. But I love and, Irish brown bread. I mean, that's yeah. almost all I ate when I was there. Was and, bread right. with butter and jam on it. And the and the and the the more finely milled bread was for the rich people, and the more coarsely milled bread uh, was left over for the poor people. And um, it turns out the poor people ended up making a bread that was a uh, pretty tasty. Sure. Do do you know? That uh, during the famine, uh, <laughs> no, this is just a shocking fact to me, is uh, upper class English people would gather and sit above Irish people who were eating and laugh at them, watch, watch, watching starving people eat. It was like amusement. What uh, some English people would eat in front of starving no, people? No, no, no. They would get seats. They would buy seats. They'd sit like above, you know, say, say people are down in the house, right? You know, at the, um, on the floor. Okay. You know, they're eating. These as poor Irish people are eating. And English people would sit above them, you know, like on a, you know, on a second floor and peer down and watch them eat. And that was amusing because they were so ravenous. They would essentially say, we're going to feed you. Come to this yeah. auditorium. Yeah. Ha ha. Ha ha. We're going to sit in the stands mm-hmm. and watch you eat this yeah. food because you haven't had anything to eat in yeah. a decade. Yeah. Because you're an animal. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, that that seems charming. <laughs> Did you know that George Washington's uh, one set of his teeth were wood? Yeah. And one set of his teeth were made from the slaves? What? Yeah, he just pulled teeth out of his slaves' what? faces and made a set of teeth for them. No. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody else? You got anything, Kyle? Uh, you want to leave us on something, something else? Holy shit. Yeah. He had several sets of teeth. They were the alive? One. The people were alive that he pulled the... I assume so. You don't want to pull dead people's teeth. That's well, they're, weird. once they come out, they're out, right? They're dead. Uh, yeah. Well, oh, the, my They God. were attached to Either nerves way, and stuff. Awful. It's a nightmare. Ugh. Yeah. Anyway, um, I just, I, I didn't want to just say that the English were horrible. We're pretty gross, too. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. I just had that fact sitting in my head. It, it's been ready to be lobbed at somebody <laughs> for about a year. Wow. Do you have any good comedy stories to go before? Uh, no. Bye. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.